652, it's the morning flavor on Metro. So we know as of today, the national state of disaster continues. And what that means is that there are certain regulations that will remain in place during our alert level two of lockdown. But what that also has meant is that uh, certain uh, establishments like uh, pubs, restaurants, and uh, those kinds of entertainment venues, so to speak, have opened and allowed patrons like you and I to come and have a good time. So some of the questions that have lingered are around such spaces. And uh, I think the most pertinent question is, um, is Groove a potential spreader of COVID-19? In other words, if people are going out every weekend to all these parties and chisanyamas and restaurants and bars and all of that, is there a potential here that there could be a spread of the virus? So let's get some uh, facts on this one. We're joined on the line by Professor Charles David Perry, Director of Alcohol, Tobacco and Other Drug Research Unit at the South African Medical Research Council. Prof, good morning. Good morning to you. Thanks for making time to speak. I'll give you one particular case in point. Uh, The Premier of the Western Cape, Alan Windy, has called for an investigation into a situation that happened at a bar slash club in Clermont where 63 or 73 people contracted the um, COVID-19 virus. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of wondering here, what do we say about this? Is this an isolated case? Are these groove joints uh, spreaders of the virus? I think it's, it's unlikely that it's isolated. Obviously, the Premier wants to keep the economy going. But, um, you know, I've heard uh, situations in, in Long Street where approximately 20 students uh, became infected uh, after frequenting bars there. And I've heard about, you know, cases in Johannesburg with the, in Parkers, for example, where the bars are, according to a friend of mine, packed to the brim with people, well exceeding the 50% capacity. So I, I highly doubt it's, an, it's, an, it's a completely isolated incident. But it's obviously not necessarily out of control, but it certainly is there. It's a huge risk for us having to, uh, you know, uh, with mm. the in, increasing in, in cases. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I, I'm a, a club DJ, Prof, and I've seen uh, since I've uh, got back into the mix, so to speak, I mean, there are venues that will have the, the sort of sanitizer at the door, yes, and they'll have, you know, the scanners for temperature, etc. But the behavior within these spaces, I mean, says nothing of a, a COVID-19 uh, pandemic and the sort of environment we live in. I mean, is it really possible to sort of mitigate the spread of the virus in such spaces? I think it's, it is quite difficult. So I think that we might need to look at the 50% sort of rule that you shouldn't have more than 50% of your normal, your normal clientele. Many of these environments actually don't have great ventilation. Uh, people are supposed to wear masks when they go to the bar to pick up a drink, and I'm, I'm not sure that necessarily happens. And, uh, you know, people tend to move around. If you go to a restaurant, you perhaps you tend to stay with the table you go with. Whereas I think if you go to these kind of environments, you can tell me. I think people move around and meet other people who they, who they see on the other side of the room. And so it's, it is a, it, the risk for, for spreading is, is much greater than in restaurants, for example. Mm-hmm. So obviously the, the reason why this is such a hot topic, Prof, is because of the second wave that we're all talking about. And um, I suppose one has to wonder, you know, are such places potentially going to contribute to what could potentially again be a second wave? Well, I think we can perhaps learn something by the experience of, of other countries, particularly in, in Europe, sort of Ireland, the UK. And certainly they found that young people, and it's understandable, want to go out, want to have a good time, want to connect, want their lives back. And that these kind of establishments, and, and the Tin Roof, as I understand it, was a nightclub now turned into a bar so it can continue to sell alcohol. You know, um, those kind of environments in the UK and Ireland 
sort of were the source of the sort of the, the second wave and, and were a huge risk. And now in, in the UK, for example, in some areas, they, they're closing these outlets at, at 6 p.m. And, and some places saying you can't get alcohol if you don't have a meal. So certainly if we look to other countries, the risk is there. And I think we need to look at how do we mitigate it. Uh, and I think we also need to look at our contract tracing. Are we doing enough of that to, to mm. identify whether this is in fact the case? Are, are these sort of, is it, is it really an isolated incident or is it really much bigger and we need to take some interventions to sort of keep, keep everything going as normal but not have these environments being, being a risk for a second wave? Totally. And I love the fact that you brought up the contact tracing issue because it's part of how we collect the data. So, in, in, so we need to be able to track you know, the spread, you know, the hotspots as a result, etc. So uh, it becomes a little tricky when people perhaps maybe choose not to go test or choose to um, rather isolate and not say anything at all, etc. And still go out and be with other people. I mean, these are just some of the realities, isn't it? That's, that's a huge risk. And I think we only heard about the tin roof incident in Cape Town because a doctor suddenly started putting two and two together and saying, I'm seeing you know, too many young people testing positive and it's coming from this, this environment. So I think we really do need to up our game when mm. people test positive mm. to, to do that contact mm. tracing. Oh, absolutely. Prof, thank you so much for your time and a very interesting conversation. I'll check out some comments from my listeners as well. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you. All right, Professor Charles David Perry uh, from the South African Medical Research Council there. And uh, again, I mean, what are your comments on that? Uh, Group spots, are they potential spreaders of the virus? We'd love to get your thoughts.